Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Overs, unders, spreads, lines, favorites, dogs. We love them all because we love the action. This is Cyclone Fanatics Action Fanatics Podcast. Presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Your weekly look at the games and lines we love. Listen in, take notes, and put a little action in play at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort in Jefferson, Clinton, and Emmitsburg. Visit wildroseresorts.com for more info. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's do this! Now, please welcome your hosts, Chris Williams and Todd Kirk. Welcome, Fanatics. It is officially Masters Week. I am your host today. This is Todd Kirk, Mr. Mac, as some of you know. Typically, we'd have Chris on this uh, as as much as uh, I let him stick to racing and cars. Uh, he lets me stick to golf. Uh, today, I'm fortunate enough to have, uh, as I like to say, the one and only Dave Essler. It's Dave underscore Essler on Twitter, right, Dave? It is. It is. E-S-S-L-E-R. Dave underscore Essler. I'm quick to mute people that give me grief. I must, I gotta, I gotta put that out there. (laughs) I'll, uh, uh, I'm not at that point yet, Dave, but, um, uh, hopefully someday I can be as popular as you, but yeah, we are lucky to have Dave. Dave is, uh, in my opinion, Probably, uh, he is my favorite um, golf prognosticator. I love to listen to his stuff. He does a really good job on uh, a lot of the pregame podcasts, uh, the Betting Predators podcasts. You can find those on any of your podcast stores. Um, Dave bets all sports. He is a um, uh, my, uh, I guess I aspire to be a degenerate like Dave is someday. Uh, but just does a really good job. If you guys listen to our master's podcast in November, which was only five short months ago, we are going from one major to another. They're both the masters. Welcome back, Dave. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure. I mean, I, I totally enjoy doing these things and hopefully between all of us here, we can, we can throw some stuff out here that'll make money. It's funny, the masters, I was thinking about this this morning I kind of, this is kind of like the Kentucky Derby to where like people that never bet horses are going to make a bet in the Kentucky Derby. And like the masters is the same way. People that that don't normally bet golf are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to make a bet. It's just, it's the thing to do. So hopefully we can, we can help them make a bet and and not lose money as well. Yeah. And I think it's probably because, um, and, and we want to thank, obviously, from our standpoint, want to thank DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Concedo up in Jefferson. Um, they have been behind us here at Action Fanatics from day one. Um, you know, you, you, you hop on the DraftKings app, you hop on their website, and you see these long odds. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot like 43 cars at Daytona. You know, oh, man, I can, uh, I can go grab Paul Casey. I can get Tony Finau to win for plus 4,000. So there's some attraction there. Um, you know, bet a little to win a lot. I think that's probably a lot of our audience are looking after Dave, just to give you a little bit perspective. But um, the cool thing about this is top five, top 10 leader after first round top 20, you know, I'll kind of, I'll direct it Dave, but I'd love to hear just from a, 
uh, a high level viewpoint. You've, you've, you've been on golf from the start of the season. I got to tell you, I'm so focused on basketball. This is when I start to dip my toe in. I know Jordan Spieth won last week. Um, that's about it. I can't even remember who won the match play, but it seems like uh, Kuchar always does well in that. Um, so here we come into the Masters. Who do you kind of see from a golf perspective is, is in form um, maybe to make this tournament their own? Well, you know, there's so many guys that can win this. And, and you know, yeah, Spieth won last week, and I think it's no secret that he hadn't won in – I don't know, a long, long, long time, a couple of years, three years, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and, you know, it, it's hard to win back to back, especially a major, but I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Spieth's only 12 to one at DraftKings. So, you know, there's not a, it's not going to be one of your bet a little to win a lot bets, but, you know, I, I'm wondering if maybe last week kind of got the monkey off his back a little bit. I mean, you know, he comes into a master's not having won. I'm thinking he might be, you know, a little bit more tight, like he may have been the last few weeks. And now the pressure's kind of off. So, you know, I wouldn't rule out him doing well this week. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's like six guys that are, that are less than 20 to one and any one of them can win. And, and, um, you know, obviously DJ's the favorite at, at, at I think nine and a half to one at DraftKings yep. right, right now. And, you know, I, I wouldn't rule him out either, but, you know, one of the, you know, this sort of a, a betting thing that I do, in in these golf tournaments you know i i don't like to bet a dollar to win nine dollars uh on somebody winning over 72 holes i mean it's just it's just not enough real value i guess and you know i like to spread the risk around so if it was somebody like dj you know i would take him maybe to win the first round yeah i think you can get him at 18 to one uh, and if that doesn't happen and he's still like DJ, you know, I would wait till say Thursday night when, you know, maybe he's, he's three strokes back and there's six guys ahead of him. You, know, you might get better than, than nine and a half to one. So, you know, you got to kind of think, and, and just like betting any sport, you got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of, sort of my plan right now is, is to, to find a few guys where there might be some value and then, you know, look for some Thursday night wagers. Yeah, it's got, it's, you know, that's really, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because you can quote unquote live bet golf by doing that. Right. You know, you, you see these guys, maybe they're sitting back in 17th place. Uh, you know, they're a horse for the course. Uh, you can get a little bit better odds after that Thursday round uh, for certain. And it does happen. I mean, we know, um, you know, shoot a 70 on the first day. Um, you're not, you're definitely not out of it. And, you know, you may have that person that's six under and, and you're four shots back and you're looking at, you know, a John Rahm sitting there four shots back. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a much better bet that second day than it is the first day. I like that call. What other, what other things are you targeting? Um, like you said, having a plan in terms of your plan, Dave. Well, I play a lot of sort of top 20 type guys, Todd. Um, That seems to be where there's a fair bit of value. Uh, And I I play, you know, I play a few guys to win. You know, one of the guys I I do like to win, uh, it's funny you brought his name up. I I don't know where out of about 100 guys you picked up Paul Casey. But I think somebody like Paul Casey has some value at, I don't know what he is right now. I think I bet him at 35 to 1, maybe Maybe we can get better right now. Yeah, uh, plus see. it's forty to one now. 
Yeah. And, you know, I look at it, you know, I want my guys to be in, in, in good form. And you look at Casey's stroke play finishes in, in 2021. He was eighth, first, 12th, fifth, 10th, fifth. I mean, why is this guy sitting out there at 40 to one? I mean, you know, you want a veteran guy. I mean, you, you might get somebody that, that goes low on day one and day two, but I think, you know, come Sunday, I think, you know, the leaderboard's got to be probably filled with guys everybody knows. And Casey is fifth in shots gained total over the last 24 rounds. So, you know, I think at 35 or 40 to one, um, that's some value. And, and I also bet him top 20 at even money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, you know, I, I will, I will make a lot of bets and spread the risk around. You know, I, I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket. So, so that's kind of where I'm headed with the, with this whole thing. I'll probably have, you know, 15 or 20 guys before this is all said and done. I like Paul Casey top 10 at, at uh, plus 275. That's a nice number. And, and when you rattled off those finishes, um, that may be right in the wheelhouse. You know, you get three times your money there on on a top ten bet. Yeah, and and that just to me depends on you know top ten, top twenty, absolutely. And you know, I used to play a lot of top tens, uh, and you know, because obviously it pays better, and, and we want the the that <laughs> little to win a lot type thing. But you know, I, I can't tell you how many times, and it happens even when I do top twenties. I'll have a guy that's that's in the clubhouse at 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 t nineteen or even t twenty. And there's one guy sitting out there that'll eagle the last hole and jump up two spots. And now I'm, I'm T21. It's like, you know, did you have to do that? Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I've gotten kind of, kind of screwed out of so many top tens. I've kind of reverted back to, to top twenties. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean top tens. I mean, they, they, they have more value. I think I just, obviously they have, they pay more cause they're harder to hit. Exactly. You know, you know pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. So I've kind of, I've kind of backed off the top tens a little bit. Okay. That makes sense. And if you go onto the DraftKings uh, in the app there, just on their tournament page, I mean, it'll break down, <coughs> pardon me. You can go finishing position, top 20, top 30, top 40, uh, top 20 after round one. Uh, like Dave said, be careful. I think, uh, come in with a strategy. What I like to do is, um, I like to sprinkle some money on probably three to five people that I think can win. Uh, I typically will avoid, um, the, uh, um, those top six Dave that are, you know, in that below 20 to one. Uh, I, I don't like to do top fives. I'll do top tens and top twenties after that. Um, and then save a little bit of my, my bankroll for after Thursday, kind of get a feeling maybe for some of those that are in the, <clears throat> I don't know, those, those top six, seven, eight that may not have played well in that first round where you can get better odds across the board, whether it's to win or, or finish in the top 10, save some of your bankroll for that. Let that first round play out, um, treat it kind of like a live betting, a, a football or basketball game. That's the way to go. Uh, in my opinion. So I've got my bankroll. I know I'm probably going to lay out about 70% uh, ahead of time. And then I'm going to save 30 for 30% to mess around as the tournament keeps going. Cause there's always, <clears throat> it's always kind of that, you know, Cinderella story or what have you, you can get, uh, you know, leader after round two, uh, have some fun with that, with that money that way. That's what I'm going to, that's how I'm going to perceive it. Um, 
Real quick, too, before we move on to um, maybe these top 20s, let's just kind of get a look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a couple names, and then I'd like to hear a couple names from your standpoint. Uh, like we talked about Paul Casey. Um, I've got my eye on Webb Simpson. How do, you, how, how, how do you feel about him in this tournament? Yeah, I like Webb. I, it's no secret anybody that listens to me or follows my bets knows I'm, I'm on him quite a bit. I'm, I'm not yet in this tournament. Okay. Um, you know, Webb is a guy that, you know, he, he's from uh, up, upstate South Carolina, I believe. So he's a guy that typically also does well in the Southeast. You know, he knows these greens. And he doesn't have a lot of holes in his game. So that's a guy that I would, I would like if I was going to, you know, instinctively I would play him as a first-round leader okay. um, for sure. I, I, I like Webb a lot. So, yeah, spot on there, Todd. Yeah, let's see. Webb is – uh, if I can find him here. Yeah. I mean, 35 to one first round leader, uh, overall finishing position to win is 45 to one. Um, I really dig, you know, getting it plus 335. Um, yeah, that just changed. That went down from 350 or this morning, uh, for a top 10. Um, I just feel like he's really matured. Um, I like his game and I think this kind of course, uh, fits him well. He's he's not the kind of guy to go all over the place. Um, another guy that a lot of people are talking about just because he basically doesn't have, I think it's his left knee. Uh, talk a little bit, Dave, about Brooks Kepka. He seems to be, uh, I was watching some Masters coverage the last couple of days. His coach seems to think, um, you know, that's talk. But uh, the reason he decided to play in this is because he's absolutely on fire right now, uh, even though he is somewhat injured. What do you think about Brooks in this tournament? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I actually do have him, you know, I got him to lead in the first round, Todd. Um, I'm, I'm leery of his health, obviously, yep. but, but he did say, and of course, I guess, you know, who wouldn't say this, I'm not going to play if I don't think I can win. I mean, you know, what would you expect him to say? You know, I'm going to see if I can play. Well, no, but I just think it's a great price for someone. And then you know, here again, there's value because he hasn't played in five or six weeks. Yep. And there's a lot of other guys that keep getting the the media attention, obviously, in the Masters as DJ and and and, and whoever else. But I th- so I think there's value there, and you know, I think you know you almost have to. I mean, in in 2019 here, he shot a first round 66 and did lead after one. And he was T7 here last fall. So I don't know how you don't use him. He's still 12th in the world golf rankings. He's fourth in shots gained, eighth in shots gained putting, um, fourth in sand saves, which I really like. And it just doesn't have any weaknesses. Um, mm. You know, the guy also just got engaged to Jenna Sims, so it doesn't suck for Brooks uh, <laughs> at all. But, you know, at 33 to 1 for the first round, I think would be the best way to play him. Got it. Um, just because. You know, if his knee is bothering, you know, he may make it through a round. He may win, but I think a 33 to one first round leader is probably a little more value than, you know, last I looked, he was 28 to one to win. Uh, so, you know, that would be a guy that I would, I could, I could get behind first round leader. I mean, he, he's done it before, you know, who's to say he won't do it again. And it's all about his health. And I'm sure Jenna has made sure he's quite healthy. Yeah, I bet she has. I love it. Uh, another guy who probably um, I know a lot of people are going to go, who the heck is this? Uh, for me, it was the same way. I would love to get, and I'm probably not going to do his name justice, but Christian 
uh, Mazudenhout, he seems to be have been playing kind of decent lately, and he's way down there. Like he's below Ian Poulter, um, Harris English, Gary Woodland. He's below. Like what Gary? What has he done lately? Um, he's one of those kind of deep, deep guys. Top ten at, at eleven to one. I like this kid, kind of young. Maybe talk a little bit about him. Well, it's funny that you brought up Gary Woodland because I actually uh, did play him in a head-to-head over Bubba Watson. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Bubba's one of those guys that um, I think, and I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday, you know, we, we if you took the name Bubba Watson and you sort of blocked it out on his stats – you would, you would never bet the guy. I mean, he's just been playing bad. I think that because he's Bubba Watson, everybody knows Bubba Watson, uh, and he's a fan favorite, you, you, you tend to get a little bit jaded, I think. And, you know, I, I, took, I took him to miss the cut because, you know, Bubba's feast or famine. Yeah, I know he's won here before, but by the same token, um, you know, he's also missed the cut here. So I, I took him at plus 180 to miss the cut, and I also took your – your, your boy Woodland's uh, even money to beat him up head to head only because, you know, Woodland did play last week and he shot, I think a 67, 69 over the weekend. So, you know, that was my, my bet against Bubba bet. Um, the thing I like about your boy, uh, Height or however you say it is, he, <laughs> you know, he, he's played here before. I mean, he was, yep. he was, you know, he was T38, you know, if he hadn't played here before, I would be leery. You know, that would be a guy where he hadn't played here before and he's super young. That would be a guy I would expect to do well early that, you know, once, once Sunday afternoon comes around, you know, he could be nowhere to be found. So that would be a guy that uh, I could definitely see, uh, you know, we call him pizza bets for sure. I mean, you know, he was, I think he was seventh at the Arnold Palmer. So, you know, he's, he's done, uh, he's done well, you know, he's made 13 cuts, I think in 17 events. So yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I would not put my entire bankroll on him to win, uh, but for him to get off to a good start, absolutely good call. Uh, anybody else, Dave, I know we're, uh, we're going to be fortunate enough to bring on uh, Trent Condon here shortly. Um, but real quick, as you kind of, as you kind of look through the landscape, obviously we're Iowans. Uh, I was going to bring up Zach Johnson uh, 225 to one to win it, uh, plus 1400 for a top 10 is, is not a bad pizza bet. In my opinion, he just, uh, he played well a couple weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, you know, his form lately, the last three years really hasn't been there, but, um, I'm going to eye a little bit, a uh, little bit on that. And then I've been a big fan of, of, of Scotty Scheffler. I know he's 60 to one to win it, uh, but plus 400 for a top 10. I kind of like that. Uh, I like that number as well. Um, and then there's a guy, one more Dave, there's a, there's sleeper. So Zach is the Iowa bet. Scotty Scheffler's there, but Matthew Wolf, he's not been in form. I haven't heard much about him this year, that young talent. Um, he's, uh, he's got kind of that, uh, Oh gosh, he's got that savvy. He's like that Amer- kind of that American savvy. He's got a little uh, little flair that I like, but he's way down there on the list too at uh, plus one twenty five to win, um, and then uh, plus six fifty for a top ten. Anybody else kind of 
maybe those that I mentioned, anybody else kind of stand out to you as, as people that look like uh, they may be informed, but uh, off the radar? Well, off the radar, I don't know. I think that, uh, a lot of these guys are on the radar. And to your Zach Johnson, Iowa bet for you know two things there, Todd. Number one, um, I always like to bet Zach Johnson to do something in the Masters just because of his history on the course. Um, and number two, uh, because he's an Iowa boy and you guys are in Iowa, yes, I would absolutely agree. I made a, I made a huge mistake, sort of off topic here. I, I, went on a, I went on a Green Bay, I think, radio station a year or so ago and, and – uh, I think I I I, I kind of trashed the Badgers if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I'm still hearing about that. So yeah, whatever, 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 whatever Iowa thing is good. Yeah, I'm all for it, Todd. You're you're I love right. It. I love it. You know, um, you know, a guy that is is kind of off the radar. I don't know um, that he's off everybody's radar, and I I don't know that he can win. But Tommy Fleetwood at fifty to one. Yeah. You know, he was tied for 36 there a couple of years ago. And that was his worst round, but I think he shot a 74 that Sunday. And he was 19th there last fall, so he's getting better. And he also shot a 74 last Sunday, or he could have easily been top 10. You know, I'm, I'm not super enamored with his recent form, but he did play pretty well at the, at the, the, the World Golf Play event there a couple of weeks ago. And he missed the cut at the players, so I'm thinking that might have been the anomaly. You know, either way, his, his history on this course, I have to put him somewhere. So I think a top 20, a plus 190 is certainly some value. Um, I like Cam Smith. I mean, he's not under the radar, but he's not in that sort of elite group of people that people would think about. He obviously finished second here uh, last year, but I think most importantly to me is – when he did that, he shot all four rounds under 70. And, and I just love consistency. And he had three, you know, he had three straight top 20s before the match play event. Um, and he's, he's fifth in sand saves, 20th in shots game putting. And as anybody knows, you know, putting in Augusta is, is a huge deal. Uh, I'm not sure he's ready to win. Uh, I'm somewhat concerned about his layoff because he seems to play better when he's entered every event. You know, but he hadn't played in three weeks when he played here in November. So uh, T20 at plus 140. I like uh, Xander. Nobody's, we haven't talked about him yet. Yep. Um, I kind of I kind of put him in the Webb Simpson thing. But, you know, Xander at 26 to 1, I don't know what he is today, but he was last I looked. And, and you know, what's not to like about a guy that was second here two years ago, uh, 17th last fall. He's sixth in the world golf rankings, second in shots gained total. And I, I think after missing the cut at the players, I think he's somewhat been forgotten. So, you know, top 20 at plus 110, that could be my quote-unquote golf bet of the year, uh, which means he won't make the cut now, but I really like that one as well. Yeah, I love how you're digging in the top 20s. Um, real quick, too, uh, we're joined here also by Trent Condon. Trent, uh, I think everybody knows uh, Trent in one form or another. He is uh, – uh, radio legend, um, Trent, I gave you some, some props ahead of time. I think you're just a real sharp, savvy, uh, eye on, uh, on sports, especially when it comes to batting Trent from Miller and Condon 10 to noon, uh, on KX and O Trent, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having me on Todd and, uh, checks in the mail on those glowing reviews there. My, though, I, I think that I can act like I'm sharp from time to time. Uh, sometimes my bankroll doesn't exactly say the same thing, but we're going to try to cobble together here. It's Masters Week, and one of my favorite weeks to bet, uh, just start to finish. I like golf, betting golf, but I don't do it probably as deep as I do when it comes to the Masters. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it, and so many different ways to bet this weekend. 
Yeah, there really are. And, and Dave and I kind of covered some of this, but Trent, when you kind of look at, uh, um, when you look at the weekend, um, how do you, how do you kind of take your, your bankroll and how do you view it in terms of where you're going to lay your action? Usually pretty much every major golf tournament, not the actual four majors, but you know, probably uh, the top 10 to 12 tournaments each year. I like to bet one of the team uh, favorites towards the top, one of the guys probably in the top seven or eight, I'll take a fire, whoever I like the most there, a mid-tier candidate, and then the long shot. Uh, at the Masters, I, I've been very good at some of the long shots. I hit uh, U.S. Open a few years ago. I had Patrick Reed when he won his first major. So I've been able to hit these from time to time, but normally in a golf tournament, that's kind of what I like to do. I, I like to take that guy that I like the most from the top, somebody in the middle, and then your lottery ticket and, and hope for it's the best. That's usually about a third of my bankroll on those three players that I'll bet to win the golf tournament. And then you get into the goofy stuff. I like to play top 20s. I heard Dave talking about top 20s. That's the one that I rely on probably the most. Uh, I got a top 10 I'm playing this week. And then you get into some goofy stuff too, be it matchups. I, I got one matchup I really, really like this weekend. Um, you know, the hole-in-one props, those kind of things. That's usually down maybe just 10% of my bankroll when you kind of get into some of the goofy stuff. Got it. You know, there's actually a good prop. <clears throat> um I know it's probably Dave. You probably laugh at me, but there's some there's a good prop. Um, if you like the wire to wire winner, I I I would say no chance on that. But you got to lay quite a bit to win it. But you could go uh, top lefty uh, and Bubba's plus two hundred there. Um, looking at the other guys, Brian Harmon, Phil Mickelson, and then I don't think we're McIntyre. I don't, I'm not looking at that, but, um, there's even that I love, uh, <clears throat> top pass champion is real interesting to me because Dustin Johnson's plus plus one eighty there. I, I mean, it's kind of one way to bet him and, and not have to look at, uh, to win. And then they have. They have an albatross special. So, yes, there'll be an albatross at, at uh, 12 to 1. Um, and then, no, minus 5,000. So, you could go pretty crazy on some of these uh, these tournament props. Um, Dave, real quick, too, I know we want to uh, we want to give the listeners uh, – we, we've kind of covered some of these golfers. And then, Trent, I'll maybe hit uh, – well, before we go to Dave, Trent, real quick, any golfers you're really keeping your eye on kind of as you look at your – you know, I've done plenty of uh, um, what I would call kind of uh, brackets where, you know, you pick that player out, this group and this group. So you've got your your three groups. Who are you looking at? So at the top is for me, Justin Thomas. I just think that he is playing at a high level. The iron game is so, so good. And I'd argue he is the best iron player in the world right now. At Augusta, that's what you have to do. I, I don't love the price. At 11 to 1 right now at DraftKings, yep. but yep. that's where I, I'm heavily involved with him, not just to win. I also did a top five with him, and I have him in a couple of matchups, including my favorite matchup. I am fading DeChambeau this weekend, and Thomas right now, it's minus 110. I, I'm all about that, so I'm going to be doing that. There's some other ones that Thomas is a bigger favorite, but I, I think that's the best money and a fade of DeChambeau this weekend and going with Justin Thomas. So he's my guy that I'm involved with the most at the top. My next tier guy is Colin Marikawa. This dude has won me a ton of money, and maybe it's just 
the old heart goes that direction. The guy that you've won with in the past so many times, but I'm jumping aboard with him. He's 35 to one. And I finish up with my longer shot, not a real deep dive here, but it is Scotty Scheffler, uh, Scotty Scheffler yeah. guy that has been inconsistent at times, but the talent certainly is there. Hasn't played his best at Augusta, but I'm going to jump aboard with him at 67 to one. Love it. Well, you got some good odds with Scotty there. He's at, uh, those odds have gone down 60 uh, plus 60 now. <clears throat> uh, if you're looking at Justin Thomas, I think like uh, Trent had said, uh, that's 11 to 1. And Shoffley, we talked about a little bit earlier. I like him too at 23 to 1 on that one. Dave, kind of as you look at the uh, you, you look at the field, maybe uh, um, give us what I would call, I don't know if these are best bets, but uh, um, kind of what you're looking at in terms of a bet standpoint for the golfers out there. Well, a guy we haven't talked about, and, and you know, to Trent's point, I like Justin Thomas too, but, you know, I guess you have to stop somewhere. But in yep. that sort of, you know, in that sort of slot, John Rahm, uh, he's 12 to 1 to win. I bet him 22 to 1 as the first round leader, and I bet him plus 350 as the top European. And, you know, to me, you know, here's a flashback to Danny Willett in 2016. Um, Willett wasn't going to play that year. Uh, if his baby wasn't born right and his baby was born and his baby was born he played in one and the rest is history and and rom's wife just delivered so you know you look at you look at uh rom you know in his last three masters ninth seventh and fourth yep. i mean I, I don't i don't know how you throw that out the window and you know it's not a great price at 12 to 1 as we talked about earlier so that's another guy that i, I bet him as a first round leader at at 22 to 1 another guy that you brought up uh, earlier was Patrick Reed. Um, there's a guy I love top 20 plus 110. You know, I, I thought about playing him top 10 at plus 300, but again, you know, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. I'm not going to be greedy, um, but he's been T13 or better in his last three majors, uh, seven top 25s and 10 events this year. And he's arguably the best putter on tour. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know how you don't do that. 33 to one first round leader and, and top 20 at plus 110. Love it. All right. So I'll, uh, I'll chime in here. And the ROM thing is real interesting. I thought, uh, <clears throat> you know, if, if you have kids, you know, what's that baby's born, man, like sleep deprivation, all that stuff goes out the window. Like maybe that was Willett's thing. He had nothing to think about. Your mind is just blank. You just go out and golf. Um, it's a really good call on Rob. I think it, that, that's probably turned me off more than anything. I didn't realize that that was the Danny Willett story, but uh, what a great piece of information right there. He is such, he's so due uh, on this course too. Um, and I know he's got a lot of history um, with Sergio winning and Seve and, and John knows his uh, Spanish history. So I know he's going to get one someday. You know, it's funny. We haven't talked about Roy McElroy either. And when David and I taped this five months ago, um, that's a guy who I picked to win one of these two. I just don't think his form is there. Uh, I'm not going to put anything on Rory. If I miss out, I miss out. But here's what I'm looking at. So uh, I'm going to target Brooks Kepka. I like the fact that he's there. I'm going to bet on him top 10. That's plus 250. I talked about um, uh, Busenhout. I really like this kid uh, as a top 10 at, at 11 to 1. I think that's a great bet. Uh, when I'm looking at someone to win, um, I talked earlier about um, Scotty Scheffler as well at 60 to one. Um, but even further down or further up the line is uh, Webb Simpson at 45 to one. 
Uh, I think Webb's going to win this tournament. I will also put a little bit on him top five and top 10 ahead of time. Uh, I think this is his tournament to, to win this year. I think he's kind of under the radar and he's just that guy um, steady, doesn't get rocked uh, really like his uh, <clears throat> really like his chances this week. And um, you know, the Morikawa's, the Matt Wolf's Matt, Matt Wolf has slipped so much. I think there's some value in the game that he has and could bring, he could catch lightning in a bottle uh, might do a top 10 there at plus plus six fifty. So Trent, Dave, thank you both for joining. Um, I really appreciate this. I would direct everybody to follow Trent Condon on Twitter, uh, Dave underscore Essler on Twitter. I'm sure these guys will uh, will be uh, posting during the tournament. <laughs> we tried to keep it to a half an hour. I think we did pretty good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you to uh, DraftKings Sportsbook at the Wild Rose Casino. Good luck on the Masters, everybody. <laughs> all right we did it yeah i was gonna go with your hole in one thing there for a second is you know it's cool to bet those but that like where's the value i mean I know. The, the whole, you know i think what is holding <laughs> one in the holding one in the tournament is minus 162 or or plus 120 well i'm not a math genius well kind of i am actually but you know, the odds for me to make a hole-in-one, I believe, are 12,000 to one as an amateur. And the odds for a PGA player to make a hole-in-one are 2,500 to one. So where's the value <laughs> in plus 120? <laughs> it's just not, you know, it's not there. It's it, like, it, it, no. Yeah. Well, uh, and you yeah, have yeah. two two or more holes in ones in the tournament is minus no minus two fifty. I mean that's a good yeah. bet in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean but you know Yes plus one eighty eight. I just don't like those I just don't like those ridiculous mathematical offs. Yeah. You know, I mean the hold on those things is like, you know, seventy percent. It's just you know, I'm not giving him my money. No. Uh, but you know, People, uh, you brought up two guys we didn't talk about that I did. You know, I like Billy Horschel to make the cut in top 20. <laughs> oh, where uh, is Billy? Um, and, uh, you know, he's made the cut in seven of his last eight majors. And I, I like Billy in the Southeast. I kind of put him in that whole Webb Simpson category where he, he just seems to play well on these greens. And, and I put Brian Harmon in that category for the same reason. Kids from Savannah, and, you know, he's been playing pretty well. He was third at the players, so... I think I'm going to, I'm going to play him. And one of the reasons I'm going to play him top 20 as well is he's minus 300 to make the cut. I mean, that, that's kind of a statement thing right there, but I, mean, I yeah. probably wouldn't lay, I probably wouldn't lay minus 300, but uh, you know, it's minus 300 probably for a reason. When you look at some of the other guys that their odds aren't much better. Uh, so that's a guy that, you know, you can get away with, he's not long off the tee at all. But you can get away with that on this course if your shots, uh, approach shots to the green are good and then putting, and he obviously is. So there's a guy that, you know, wouldn't surprise me if he were in the mix, um, at least for the first couple of days. Well, you can get him tied. I think, I think, I think you're going to see the same old, sh same old shit come Sunday. You know, yep. you're going to, you're going to have somebody tomorrow and maybe even Friday that, that shoots a 64 or whatever that, you know, is, is somebody that, you know, we've heard of most people have it and, and nobody would have expected, but, you know, see me Sunday. 
I mean, it's it's like clockwork, which is why I love to make those two win bets after the first round of a guy like like DJ or Justin or 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 Rom that you know they may they shoot a seventy one and they're you know six shots back with you know you would hope like twelve guys in between them and the leader because then you know, that leapfrog thing makes the the odds a little better and then you can get a guy that might have been ten to one at you know, 18 to one, and now it might have a little more merit because you just know they aren't going away. And you just know that, you know, your boy Busenhout or whatever, from <laughs> or, or wherever he's from is, you know, he's, I mean, it, it's just like clockwork. You watch it on the back nine on Sunday and, you know, you say, ah, not this year, not this year, but every year, you know, they, they just, they make that one shot that, that either goes in the water or cost them three strokes and, you know, oh, oh well, sorry for your luck. Yeah, that's uh, that Sunday. Sunday bets are going to be interesting too. I'll I'll text you what I'm looking at. Yeah, they pull the old John Vanderveld. Yeah, exactly. Back <laughs> nine, game on. I'm gonna. Yep. I really want. I do want to look for maybe some value in that. You know what I mean? Someone sneaking into a top five, top ten. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that Sunday. You know, you know what that could possibly be, and then this is just throwing it out there. Um, a playoff. Mm, um, that's a you know, we one. No, we haven't had one in in forever. And I don't know about the Masters history, but um, just in in PJ week to week, I think there's been like one since they resumed last summer. So you know that might be something I could totally see. Was you know, Bubba in the last playoff? You know he might have been. You might be right with uh, with the big cat. Um... Oh God! What's his name? I can't think of. It. He's won it twice. The big cat. Oh, the guy from Argentina. Oh, Paulo Fable. No. Oh. He's won it. <clears throat> Bubba beat him. What was it on ten? I think. Oh gosh! I think that was the last one. I'm pretty sure that was the last playoff. Now you got me. Last. Masters playoff. Oh, I can see him too. Uh, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna wait you. On Hell Cabrera. There you go. Yeah, you know I like him. It's funny. I used to when I learned Hilton Head. I went to the Heritage every week, every week, every year, and uh, I. Followed him one time um, and got talking with his wife because obviously there weren't a lot of people following him. And, um, but uh, he hit a shot from the middle of the fairway from about 150, 200 out to the to the green, and he was away. So whoever his player partner was still had a hit, and all of a sudden he goes running off to the woods. Well, he had to take a leak. He's going to find a tree. Oh. I'm like, well, you got to go, you got to go. I just, you know, it probably happens more than you think. You just don't see it. But, you know, he hit a shot, and I think before the ball was like halfway to the hole, he hands his caddy his club and goes walking over behind a pine tree. <laughs> oh, my God. That's but, too funny. Anyway. That is too funny. Well, I, I did. I appreciate it, Dave. I really do. You're awesome. I'll, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'll shoot you some messages for sure. I'll let you know what I'm up to, but we'll stay in touch. 
Yeah, anytime you need somebody to do a podcast on anything, including, you know, golfers having babies, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good story. Really good tip. <laughs> I did not realize that. And that's uh, <laughs> that's probably why I was off of ROM. But now that you say it, yeah, it, it might be worth uh, – it might well, be plus, you know, not only is the pressure off, but he can relax. You know, he yes. was probably like by his wife's side and then not sleeping for three days. Yeah. You know, it's like hanging out with the guys for a weekend. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, cool deal. Well, hit me up anytime you need anything, Todd. Always a pleasure. Likewise, my friend. I really appreciate it, Dave. All right, buddy. Have a good day.